Hello and welcome to a very special episode of X slash C cross-generational cultural discourse. I'm Emma. And I'm Amanda. And today we're going to be doing our first sequel, our first sequel episode of X slash C, which is so exciting because today we're going to be talking about Succession Season three spoiler alert these people are still terrible (laughs) yeah they're awful they're so bad um so would you like to give a quick overview of the major events of the season mom sure so when season three opens uh kendall has just done his press conference Um, in which he's uh, kind of basically called his dad out for being a horrible human. And Greg has the documents which could um, throw his father under the bus. So Kendall has- Or at least it's implied. It's implied, yeah. And so Kendall has decided that he is uh, making this definitive break with his dad. Um, That does not go well for him over the course of the season. I think that's an understatement. He didn't really have a plan in mind. He kind of thrashes around, waffles around, does a bunch of stupid, super cringy things, which... I mean, I think the kind of moment... Sorry, our cat's very loud. I think probably the moment where you really realize, like, wow, Kenny... Kenny doesn't know what he's doing, um, is... (laughs) sorry is when he has that moment where he he goes on the talk show and he's just so hyper like kind of aware of his appearance and how he's going to come off but in all the wrong ways but then he ends up not doing the talk show he hides yeah he does hide but but he was the one who reached out to the talk show in the first place because he wanted to seem cool and confrontational, but he just makes mistakes like that, like mistakes of image and mistakes of things like that because he doesn't know who he is. Well, and he hires a crack social media. He (laughs) hires a crack social media team to curate his Twitter feed and his social media presence, but then constantly, um, hamstrings them and like gets them to post things that are not in his best in interest. his best interest because he just is so he, insecure he really as Emma said he doesn't have a clear sense of who he is without and, his father and so there's a couple of key moments for Kendall where it kind of is exemplifying how oh, the he's birthday party. yeah not he's totally <laughs> messed up one is his own birthday party in which guests are forced to go through his mother's vagina. His metaphorical, his mom's <laughs> metaphorical wound. And of course, as, as because, oh my God, the Oedipus references are practically spilling out of this thing. Like, so like, of course, so like the, the two sons are like super representative of like the two sides of the kind of Oedipus have uh, Ken who kills his father, metaphorically, of course, and then Roman who wants to have sex with his mother. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just a you know, it's a it's a crazy time. But Kendall, his birthday party is a mess. It's bad because he has a breakdown at the end of it. He does. And, he, oh, it's so painful. Well, he realizes no one actually really cares about him and he feels totally unloved and just kind of cast adrift. So even though he kind of put himself in that situation yeah. in some ways, because 
it was the kind of birthday party was so indulgent in all the worst ways like he uh, he's, he's just such a cringy person like yeah but it's then, because he's posturing and he doesn't know who he yeah. is yeah like but then it is he kendall is a person with whom the audience still has sympathy mm-hmm. um and so although when he, i've kind of felt myself like feeling less sympathetic from this season than i had yeah but, i agree but he recaptures it at the end so basically like the ostensible arc of the season is still about kendall although in this podcast we're going to make the argument that scene with his uh with his dad in like the second to last epi oh the dinner scene yeah well well, we can talk about that later (laughs) okay um but i was just gonna say ostensibly the the um uh, arc of the season is actually about kendall um, and hey. Kendall's attempts to take over the company and then um, his siblings kind of ganging up against Kendall with the dad to try to retain control of the company and strategizing. But we're going to make the argument that actually the Kenny <laughs> um, uh, storyline is actually kind of stasis. Like there's not a lot of change in terms of Kendall. He just is spinning his wheels. It's the same dynamic we've seen where the real movement. It's to the point where I thought that it would be a viable narrative choice for him to have died at the end of this season. Right. And they tease that at the very end because as Emma alluded to, Kendall has this meeting with his dad and, and Kendall's basically just like, I'm done. Just buy me out of the company. I don't even care anymore. Just mm-hmm. I, I'm finished. I don't want to have any more interactions with you. This is just too painful for me. And, and I'm his, clearly not getting anywhere because I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And to end all, and then his dad just saying basically, no, I'm yeah. not going to do it. I'm not and it's the first time you that you out. see Logan look sad. I mean, it's a weird expression yeah. on Brian Cox's face. It's a really interesting loaded scene. It is. And in part, it's because... It's because he likes to fight. Yeah. He likes to kick the dog and know that he'll come running back. Which is something that Shiv's his ex-wife, his ex-wife says, says to Shiv. You know, he, yeah. he's like, she's like, I should have, he should have, we should have gotten dogs instead of had children. But even with the dogs, Logan would have kicked them to see if they would still come running back yeah and his children do that too clearly um but what that was really representing that scene with kenny was that (laughs) kenny with kendall is that uh kendall was really willing to fully separate himself he was like you can even take me out of the will you can yeah you know so, if, but then, but then, when he doesn't, it does appear that Kendall is suicidal. He gets drunk. Yeah. He like passes out in the pool, and it looks like you're he's like oh. dead. So, and then Emma it ends says, on that cliffhanger. And yeah. So you're like, okay, like, and I literally said to mom after we finished the episode, I was like, like I would be fine with this, you know. I would be fine. We both with felt this. like maybe he'd expended his character arc, which is why. You, you know, know we're kind of he's saying been waffling and waffling and waffling. And so I felt like, how is this going to be narratively satisfying if he's right back in the place where he began at the beginning? But I guess what 
that shows is like the cycle of these abusive situations. Well, and, and their abused children. Yeah. And that Kendall, <clears throat> so Kendall didn't, in a sense, really have a character arc. He's, uh -uh. He started the season in the same place as he ended it. Well, he started the show and ended the show in pretty much the same place. Yeah, I mean, he's not really moved at all. Um, and, mm -hmm. and he... So, but the people who do have character yes. movement what are what we're going to mostly <laughs> focus on today. Yes. And that is Roman and Tom. So Tom. this is an episode about <laughs> Roman and Tom primarily. So in the last yeah. season, when we last saw Roman, he was having this kind of <laughs> interesting flirtation with Jerry. Um, and uh, oh. he, uh, he really liked her he kind of plotted takeovers <laughs> with her as like she's the mole woman and he's a rock star oh, that they were gonna conquer the There's company the together Oedipus complex again like he wants to the only woman who he's aroused by is like way older than him and a woman who hurls abuse at him so he can get <laughs> yeah. off yeah, oh my so god damn it so messed up but anyway <laughs> but like Roman's kind of real big thing that happens to him this season is you see him like gain a lot of confidence and you watch him kind of become his father's um well you'll see that Tom also kind of rises to that position as well but um Roman also becomes like a very reliable figure for the company and in a way that like he hasn't before he kind of sells himself to his father as like this people person and as someone who's more practical than Shiv who still has her kind of like um who still kind of has allegiances with like the liberal elite in some way yeah and that um, he can hang out with the tech bros like, and he can hang out with the tech bros he can hang out with, hang the, out fascists. with the fascists <laughs> yeah and the in that weirdly homoerotic scene in the bathroom, bathroom with the um fascist presidential candidate. Yeah. yeah i mean i thought that was going somewhere that it did not go but i guess that just is um there's a lot of Roman hanging out in bathrooms with bros and fascists. <laughs> but, you know, um, he's complicated. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, like he becomes this very reliable figure to his father in some ways. So in doing that, he gains a lot of confidence and he gains a lot of leverage over his siblings. And he really loves that. He's never been like the most powerful sibling before. And he really dangles that, especially over Shiv's head, yeah. but also over Kendall's head at his birthday party. And Shiv, aside very from painful. like, <laughs> aside from um, uh, Kendall, Shiv is probably at her lowest point in yeah. terms of having any kind of power. She's yeah. fallen big time from last year where, you, kind you know, of her dad like was, was priming her as like the new CEO to yeah, like. Cause she really, I remember like thinking like, wow, Shiv seems like the most competent of these guys, but the more I kind of see him, the more I'm like, absolutely not. Like, this is a terrible. None of idea. them are qualified for anything. <laughs> no, they're honestly. too damaged. Like, they're honestly, too damaged. Like, I can't take it. But anyway, the so because of this like confidence, like he's like such a dick to his siblings this season. He's insufferable. Like he's so mean to like he pushes Kendall at his birthday party and like laughs at him and, like, yeah and that kind and of josh is his sister and it's just like terrible yeah and and roman like pushing his brother over kendall over at the birthday party is kind of the precipitating incident that makes kendall 
just totally fall apart yeah. and like in this horrible scene like ripping through wrapping paper to try to find the present that his kids got him because everybody else yeah and and the thing is it's like everybody else got him things that were just I mean, material stuff means nothing to these people because they're so wealthy. They got him stuff that like was meaningless, that was interchangeable gifts they could have given to anybody. But his kids actually did something that was more personalized and he can't find it. And he it. lost the present. Yeah. So it's just like, again, cycle of... But it was his brother who kind of sparked that off because... Well, I thought, I thought the present unwrapping scene happened before and then he went back into the party... Really? And no, I thought he... him, and then he went home with his girlfriend. Oh, and then there was more illusion. We, to the we fact watched that... this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Then there still, was more I mean, the illusion point, to the, the point fact still that... stands. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but still, with Roman, like, I think this co- this newfound confidence is really big for his character because he was always this kind of weaselly kind of character, um, and so. When I say confidence, I don't mean confidence in standing up to his father. Yeah. Um, because at the beginning of the show, of course, if he like in when he has the chance to kind of stand up with Kendall against his father, he lowers his hand. He's he chickens out last minute. So I don't mean confidence in that he's more willing to like stand up to his father. I'm not mean at confidence. all. <laughs> I mean, confidence. I mean, none of them are like Shiv is really the only one who kind of does that a little bit, but like not really. Kendall does so, but he just does it ineffectually. Yeah. But um. anyway, the. But Roman, he, like, he, uh, the real confidence that he has in that is, like, with his siblings and with, like, the people around him and things like that. Well, he feels like he's now the top dog. Yes. Because, and which he's never been before. So he's, like, incredibly abusive to his siblings and smug. What ends, but of course, in succession fashion, like the classic succession, what happens here? The higher you rise, the further the you further fall. distance it is to the bottom of the pit. <laughs> so Rome, and this is bringing in everything we've talked about, flirtation with Jerry, right? You know, he's been kind of, you know, she this season has to work on work. She's been like kind of pushing him away. Um, this like kind of entire season, she's been like keeping him at a very strategic distance. Well, because she's she can, yeah, and she can tell that he really likes her in a way that she's uncomfortable with. So she's really pushing him away this entire season. Well, and I think she's uncomfortable for a set of reasons because she knows that ultimately she will always be more expendable than Roman is. Yeah. That, like if something went south with this guy that it would be her that would be thrown under the bus in a heartbeat. Speaking of which, so, you know, Roman's feeling good. He's feeling flirty. He's feeling, he's feeling nice. He's, he's feeling, ready to mingle. He's ready to mingle. So at a <laughs> freaking board meeting in front of everyone, right? He, he's like, I think he just had like a really big success. Like he secured a meeting with this guy who's been really elusive, this tech bro played by Alexander Skarsgård. He was really good, actually. He was very convincing. Mm. Um, I think he was probably my favorite celebrity feature this season. Adrian Brody was also hanging out. Yeah, he was. Alexander of... Skarsgård was great, though. Anyway, he was so slimy. Uh, the um, 
so <laughs> he texts who he thinks is Jerry, of course, of course, in the middle of this board meeting right after the success, he'd send her a dick pic, right? Um, but in the most like twist of all twists, he accidentally sends it to his dad. <laughs> it's actually so funny, but also awful because his dad takes him into his room. And then Shiv sees like an opportunity to take Rome down a peg through Jerry. So she threatens her a little like it's just like a mess, a mess, a mess. And yeah. so then um, so then Rome, who in his father's eyes has been kind of getting better in some ways, has been kind of uh, because there's always this implication that um to his father rome has always been very emasculated he's always his father has never seen him as like a true man because for like a myriad of reasons but he was kind of starting to see him that way like you kind of got that sense and that was part of the reason that his kind of confident was confidence was boosted in some ways um but then by the end of the scene rome Rome's position hasn't changed in the company, but like his position with his father has. There's no longer that confidence between him, and he's once again emasculated. Yeah, yeah, because basically his father, his father kind of implies, like you know, basically says to him, "What's wrong with you that you're into Jerry? That you're into this woman? That you're into older women?" He's yeah. like happened to your like girlfriend like what happened to her the girlfriend who he physically could not have sex with was sex not with. interested in sexually because he's never had he's he's really weird about that he can only it, it was implied in earlier seasons i think i don't exactly remember that he like only he wasn't really once or twice yeah he like, wasn't that interested in sex and you know it's fine to be asexual, but you get the sense from the way they're portraying it on succession that this is part of a deep-seated issue with Roman. It's not just I don't think his, it's a sexuality. I don't think it's a sexuality. I think it's something else has happened to him that's making him behave in these ways. Um, and so, and, you know, the thing with Jerry, again, if he enjoys, like, being you know you do you if you want to do these things and that's totally cool but the way that the show portrays it is that it is framed as being something having to do with his psychological damage that's the yeah. way that we're meant to interpret it but like i mean but yeah so like he's kind of fallen from grace in that moment with his father again his position hasn't changed but it's deeply emasculating yeah. um and he's kind of He's less, he's, his confidence is gone and Shiv is so happy because, because of course, as we talked about in the first episode about Succession, you know, Logan's really, I mean, there was like a lot of really interesting things this season. Probably some of my favorite scenes were like the more introspective ones where they really picked apart the relationship between Logan and his children and, and not just like picked apart because of course that's what the entire show is, but more like put it to words in some ways. It just makes it kind of easier to conceptualize like the kicking of the dog thing. But then also like this idea that he's pitted all these kids against each other their entire lives. Yeah. But also the power dynamic, like 
for Logan, he hates to be perceived as weak. Mm -hmm. And so like the scene where Adrian Brody's kind of investor guy, like takes him on this long walk. That's pretty challenging oh for my a God. guy of Logan's age. Who and had a stroke like what? Not too long <laughs> too ago and is not in the best health. And he and, and Logan's there too. Um, on this walk because they're trying to persuade this. That's what I meant. Yeah. Kendall is with Logan. So they're trying to persuade this guy to invest money and that really everything's going to be okay. Um, Cause as much as Kendall wants to one up his dad, he doesn't want the family to lose control of the company. That's yeah. not something that anybody wants. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to get some additional sort of resources. Um, so they go out on this long walk and when his dad is like really dehydrated and looks like he's going to collapse, people are, you know, they're Kendall's genuinely worried about him, even though on some level he hates his father. Likewise, the episode where Logan, he, they're having that investor meeting and he has his urinary tract infection. Oh my God. We're going to talk like, about that later in the Tom section. Yeah. And, and he is kind of got this dementia because he, he, is really out of it and it's another moment where logan seems weak and old and that's in some ways why he's like trying so hard to kind of mm -hmm. hold on to the reins yeah of power. i think you really felt this e this season his age and like they really were hammering that in and like that that hasn't gone away <laughs> that the kind of grim reaper is sort of hanging over logan um so we'll come back to roman for like our kind of last point about him because uh his the end of his character arc is in the very last episode and i think to kind of prime you for the very last episode we need to talk a bit about tom who's the other character had like the big character arc this season i mean a lot of focus was put on him which is great because i really like tom i mean not like as a person <laughs> he's horrible i mean person. again they're all awful people but you know Tom, you did feel some sympathy for yeah. him because matthew mcfain is so he's like a good actor. he's a good actor and greg his relationship with greg, i think they're gonna actually kiss someday i'm not even kidding like i feel like i don't know there's 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 something not straight about it yeah and it's really making me anyway so unhealthy but also like woo, you know yeah. And they, interesting, and so interesting. Interesting dynamic um, there. Anyway, so Tom, so at the beginning, so basically Tom, his kind of, you kind of find out a lot about Tom this season, not like about, of course, his backstory. His succession isn't really that interested in backstories, but Tom, I think you really find out his strength and the things that he's good at. Um, so for example, like, which we really hadn't seen much of no. before. <laughs> so you kind of find out peripherally that as the head of ATN, he's actually been doing really well. Um, like he's like, they're making like a lot of money. Like he, he's kind of sacrificed his morals as, cause of course, as Greg would say, cause Greg is like, who needs a soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg thinks that he's yeah um so but if you find out like wow all right tom is good at his job what and then also because he's kind of seems so pathetic that like it's kind of strange 
And then also, but of course he's still at like the bottom of the pecking order. The most and, expendable one. And at the beginning oh, of the so season, at the beginning of the season, he's the one who has offered to be the sacrificial lamb. Mm -hmm. He's the one who's offered to go to jail for, for Logan. Logan. Oh, but, but and another thing that kind of like uh, represents his kind of, his kind of rise is it's like he you find out that he's like kind of he's like very observant in these very key ways that are very interesting like like a, he has like a kind of like lunch with or dinner with kendall at one point in the show and at the end of this dinner he says something so interesting because kendall like offers him like to like he wants him, he to, wants defect. him to defect from logan and tom says to him he says um I've, I uh, have seen you crash and burn so many times. I mean, these aren't his exact words, of course, but he's like, I have seen you fail so many times. I've seen you lose so many times. I've never seen Logan lose. And it's just such a, it's a very powerful moment. And it's like a moment where Tom has control over Ken because Ken's the one who's graveling at his feet in some way. Mm -hmm. So Tom has like an interesting position this season. And also like there's all these little hints of what's to come. So like in the in like the very beginning of the season, like the kind of siblings are going to Kendall's uh, ex-wife's apartment <laughs> where Kendall's kind of bunkering out and they're kind of visiting him to try to like talk him down and stuff like that to kind of like talk to him about it and kendall well and kendall conversely is trying to lure them lure over, them to, over his to his side. side um and tom but it's it's a secret that they're keeping from logan because he doesn't want them talking to the traitor you know but um uh tom it's implied that he rats him out and then the uh logan sends him donuts so, and then they freak yeah. out the kids freak out so tom isn't as loyal this season as he was before and well so and i think it's because to ship i mean to ship it's because his wife was willing to let him be the sacrificial lamb willing yeah. to let him go to prison and but he, he keeps, was willing to and, well he was but he also part of him was like why aren't you gonna sympathize with me about this why aren't you gonna say oh no tom please don't do that instead shiv is like oh that's a pretty good idea Their marriage yes, strategically that's a good idea and so mess. it's like she doesn't really care about tom as a person she just cares about like positioning and she's totally machiavellian kind of yeah. sociopathic honestly so for most of the season tom is like freaking out about going to prison he's researching begging. things on like prison <laughs> blogs like how to make toilet wine <laughs> biggest like uh and and then he's also trying to convince shift to have a baby with him because he wants to like i don't know spread his kind of gene pool so he can like have a, his child can have a future even if he doesn't you know well and also it would be an insurance policy because if shiv has a child then tom is forever linked with her yep exactly and he feels so separated from her in like a myriad of different ways because oh my god and there's a scene later on in the season where she straight up tells him during sex that she doesn't love him and he takes it very personally well even because though she's like oh this is this other like horrible thing that sometimes succession does and they do it they did it with the jerry um 
Roman relationship where you're kind of like on one level, you're like, oh, that's kind of cute in a weird sort of way that he likes Jerry. But then it's also coming from a place of like extreme dysfunction on Roman's side. Mm -hmm. Likewise, you know, Tom and Shiv are having sex. And, you know, if this had been a different circumstance, like role playing or whatever, that's fine. But because their relationship is so incredibly toxic, when Shiv is like humiliating him and saying things that like, I don't love you and whatever. Mm -hmm. He takes she, it very personally. He takes it very personally. And he should because she kind of on one level sort of means that. Yeah. She doesn't and he respect knows him. That she means she that. doesn't love him, but he is he can't leave because if he leaves, then all of his power goes with him with with her. Yeah. So he No, has but to... as you can see, he's kind of planting these seeds with Logan, right? If if all his power resides with Shiv, it's like so like throughout the season, he's he's very much because he recognizes that Shiv is like his like place where he has power. So he's kind of siring these seeds with Logan to kind of get in on the action. So basically, like, I mean, I think that this is best exemplified. Like we were talking about before the. The donuts. Sorry, no, not well, the donuts and and the prison. The, OK, so the donuts, the prison, like offering himself up as a and sacrifice. then also. Do you remember in the in the episode with the um, urinary tract infection? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember in that episode how Logan was like, Tom, come with me to the bathroom. And he called him son. And he oh, like yeah, leaned on right. him. And he let Tom see him at his most vulnerable over his own children. Yeah. And he also has said at one point to Tom, I won't forget what you're doing for me. Yeah. So there's like these kind of things that are kind of happening throughout the season, like, you know, kind of uh, Tom recognizing that he cannot trust Shiv and he should have never tried to trust Shiv and that he's really, his position is most secure if he puts all his ducks in a row with Logan. Yep. He's figured out that the way to power is not through Shiv. Which is such a good arc for yeah. him. Well, and at the very end, so Shiv, at the end of the season, Shiv and the siblings have kind of gone back. They've gotten in league with Kendall because um, Logan has decided to cut them all out and to allow... No, they don't know that. They do because they're trying to stop the deal from happening. They all get into the limo because they no, no, found out they, that... No, no, they, they're going, they're going to convince their father that they need them, that he needs them because well, yes. they're like all jealous that they're, that he's having like this big important meeting and he's making these big donor decisions without them. No, they, they do know though, Emma, because they say on the way in the car, they know that um, they're going to let uh, the tech bro, Alexander Skarsgård, by the company because they because Kendall, the way that he reestablishes the relationship with the siblings is he says to them, hey, we have this clause in our contract that our mom put in that basically he can't sell without our approval. Yeah. Okay. That's true. right. Mm -hmm. So right. Yeah. He's considering selling everything. He's considering selling everything to the tech bro and cutting all of his kids yeah. out. And Kendall's like, 
but can't he, do that without us. Yeah. And, you know, so Kendall goes from being totally suicidal to having his mission back because his mission is always to try to like best his father to prove that he can do it. Well, and so and now he's got too. his, yeah. And he's back in with his And Sims so they're going to try to, we, so they're going to try to overtake the company. Right. Uh, from under their father. But what happens? Tom rats them out because shiv calls him in the well shiv calls him in the limo and tom says she still doesn't see him as a no she does not see him as a threat she she calls him tells him what what's happening tom's response is so where does this leave me if you all are in charge and shiv is like well we'll kind of like figure something out a high position that's not good enough for tom so what does tom do he finds his pal greg his spores to his Nero. <laughs> oh my God. There's so many. So basically in the scene where he's, he's like, he's like, you know, the emperor Nero like killed his wife and got with his eunuch Sporus. <laughs> and, and he's like, Greg, you're my Sporus. <laughs> and so they made this reference to that at the very end of the show where he's, where it's unclear what, what Thomas just done which is rat shiv out. Um, but he asks uh, Greg, he's like, do you want to go in with me? Do you want to go in with me and do this and do something really crazy? Um, would you follow me? Would you be my Sporus? And Greg's like, who needs morals anyway? You know, I think he says, who needs a soul? <laughs> who needs a soul anyway? <laughs> and he looks like, like he's really hug. gone to the dark side. And yeah. Hug and it's glorious. But it's such a messy relationship, but I do want them to smooch. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Tomlet forever. So, so the episode ends with the kids. Oh, back to Roman. Back to Roman because we need to return to Roman. So the episode ends with the well, kids. Well, we should say what Tom does, though. So. No, going in to confront okay. his father. They're going in to confront the father, right? And he's like, you can't do anything. I own you. And he reveals to them that he has called their mother behind his back and signed away their all their rights in the divorce clause. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so now they have no power over him. Yeah. And so he, he can sell the company, can do he what sold, he wants. Sold the company uh, without them. And so now all three siblings are at the lowest they've ever been. And and um, before that, like Roman was like, uh, so the 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 siblings were like, "Come on, Dad! Like we have to." Before, like he kind of revealed this to them, like the siblings were like really chewing him out, and he's and he goes to Roman. He's like, "Roman, Roman, my son, do do you do you agree with this?" That that's my Brian Cox impression. <laughs> and um, in in Rome. For the first time, stands up to his dad. Yeah. He's like, no, dad. He stands up to his dad, and he's like, dad, I think this is the wrong move. Um, He's like, I'm with them. And it's like a really big moment. It's the only time he's ever stood up for himself and sided with his siblings. What's interesting is Logan, like, lets the kind of farce play out until all three of them have made clear that they're going against him. And then as soon as the kind of pen drops right pen drops he is like well 
I've got your mom on the phone. I've got your mom on the phone. So bad. even even if you have, isn't this sweet? Even if you have kind of teamed up against me for the first time, even if you are all actually against me, um, I've I've ruined you. So yeah. There. Well, and then Roman and then... appeals to Jerry and is like, and it's like Jerry, please, please, what are, you, what are you doing? And she's like, I've got to do what's what's best for me. Yeah. And Rome just collapses onto the floor and Ken puts his hand on his shoulder. And then... Which is a reverse of the shot that happened before when Ken had been at his lowest point. And Rome is comforting him. Yeah. And so then... Oh, and Ken also admits to killing the kid to Rome, but that's not really important to what we're talking about. No, I mean, that's just, as we've (laughs) said, Ken doesn't really have an arc except for... He's on, like, a different moral... He does confess. (laughs) He does confess that he killed the guy at the end of season one. And Rome's response is really interesting. He's like, you know, I could have killed a kid. We've all killed kids, right? You know? (laughs) I don't. Neither one of his siblings, like, really felt like it was a deal-breaker because honestly, it's Kendall is the only one who has, who has like, like this kind of empathy. any kind of moral empathy. Empathy, or yeah, the rest of them don't. Um, have that. So <laughs> empathy for the pores. Yeah. For what did they call them? The the not real people or yeah, something. NRPs. Yeah. But anyway, um, so but then in the, such a brilliant shot because it because you don't know at this point what tom has done um but as soon as but it's revealed to you as soon as logan walks out the door tom's waiting outside and he pats tom on the shoulder and gives him a big smile and it's like oh my and god Shiv sees it and Shiv sees it and it's so glorious and then tom goes into the room he kisses Shiv on the head and he's like and and she doesn't say anything, even she though doesn't. she knows what he's done. And it's so good. Such a good arc for Tom. Oh, my God. Now he has power. He has her. power. And Shiv can't. She's not in a position to really do well, much of anything. Oh, it's so good. It's yeah. such a good switch. What happens? I mean, if she is like, Tom, how could you do that to me? Tom still has the power and mm-hmm. he has more power than she does at this point. He could just totally cut her out of everything. So yeah. so yeah. good. So now to kind of finish things off, Tom just, and Greg are ascendant. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's talk really briefly about our feelings about the season. Mm, I felt that it I get what it was trying to do because a lot of critics commented that it was like a season of stasis that it seemed to just be rehashing the same stuff we've already seen with Kendall before and that it wasn't really going anywhere and it was kind of repetitious and all of that and I think some of those criticisms are valid but then it so stuck the landing. Yeah. And it, and there were some just great episodes. Yeah, there were some great episodes. Like so some I of think the best episodes. If you view the whole thing as a whole, and if like maybe if we had binged it instead of watching it week to week as we did this time, it might have some of those kind of slowness of it in the in some of the earlier bits of the season, it may not have registered as much if it if we'd binged it instead of watched it week to week um it's a similar thing i feel like with ted lasso that i watched the first we watched the first two seasons like binging and then like 
the first season. Or the fe- yeah. first season, rather, binging, and then we watch the second season week to week. And I think that sometimes shows really benefit from an accelerated viewing schedule. Mm-hmm. And I think with Succession, maybe that's part of it, that we binged the first two seasons and then like watched week to week on the third. But I do think there were some structural problems with the third season. Having said that, in some ways, maybe it was on purpose. I could see that, like having watched the whole thing, that part of the point was that Kendall's going nowhere. He can't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. But then these other subsidiary characters like Tom, like Greg, um, they actually do go places. And then with Roman, he does make progress. He is one of the characters who's a... Roy, yeah, I feel who like makes he progress actually because changes he, by the end. Of he it. does actually change, but then it'll be interesting to see what happens to him next season because we felt the same way about Kendall. Like he's really broken away from his father at the end of the season too. But abused children, they can't get out from the thrall of like their abuser. And so my suspicion well, is can, but it's, it's really hard. difficult. <laughs> yeah. And the show is kind of the guy who writes the show, Jesse Armstrong, has basically said that one of his views is people cannot change. People don't change. And so you may not agree with Jesse Armstrong, but that's the creator's view. And so if that's his view, then we have to only think that Roman is going to relapse hard after putting all of his eggs in the basket of rebellion and then being losing, losing, the woman he's attracted yeah, to and but losing then at the same time. I mean, of, but of course you won't see it this way, but it, it was a major step forward for him yeah. as a person. But like, I'm not sure if he's going to see that it that way because he's lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where things go, go next season because yeah. the company will no longer be involved. The Sibs primarily owned by the Roy family. And I don't even know how how they're going to interact with Logan or like how or Alexander Skarsgård's <laughs> character who I can't remember what his actual name so was. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that was our sequel for the new year. Mm-hmm. We could say new year new Roy siblings, but they weren't. They just were stuck in the battle destructive patterns with the exception of Roman. But it was a year where Tom Tom came through. Tom was ascendant. He is on top at the end of so good. So good. Season three. You would have never expected it. Love it. And just like on a totally shallow note, I loved because it's COVID time and it's horrible, but it was just like lovely spending some time in beautiful Italy. <laughs> Having all the wealth porn. Yeah, there was a bit of, there was like a lot more wealth porn than there usually is this season, I thought. Yeah, I mean, part of it could be that they had to spend a lot of time together in this bubble in this remote Italian location because yeah. I mean, of COVID. A lot of people there. Yeah, but if they were like in just a re- bubble. No, I guess. And, right. did, mm-hmm. and just stayed together and didn't go out and do stuff, then it was like they were in their little COVID bubble. But anyway. All right. Well, that is all. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, We'll see when that might be. But uh, I hope you all had a great holiday. Bye.